2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bo's No Show. With your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Gosevich and Matt.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Bose Nose Show. And I'm your host, Westland County Commissioner Jay Bozovich. And we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira, where it is just an incredible day outside today. It's one of those, you know, early spring days where I uh, kind of wish I wasn't doing the radio show. I'd be outside working in the yard or something. It's it's just gorgeous outside. But you know, I, I wanna remind folks that I do this show every week so that people can call in and talk to a county commissioner or they can call in and promote some event. Um, But I, I, you know, I do this show to make myself available. I talk about a lot of things I want to talk about, and we're going to get to some of those serious subjects in a minute. Um, But this is a call-in show, 646-721-9887. And you just have to press one so we know you want to get in on the show. But again, it's 646-721-9887. And just press one. And we have coming, you know, a caller right away on the show who I want to bring on, um, who's with a local nonprofit that wants to maybe talk about a, an event they have coming up. Margaret, introduce yourself and tell us who you're with.
1: Hi Jay, it's Margaret Tyson. I'm the executive director at Pearl Buck Center, and I sure appreciate you as our county commissioner since I live in your district. I appreciate your availability. I know it's important for you and for us for us to be connected, and I thank you for the opportunity to talk about Pearl Buck Center, one of the biggest passions of my life. Uh, we are having a benefit breakfast. It's a virtual breakfast. So we're actually doing a to-go bag for breakfast on March 31st. That's a Thursday, March 31st. And from 8 to 8.30, we will have the drive-through breakfast at our preschool parking lot, 3690 West 1st Avenue. So we would certainly invite people to go to pearlbuckcenter.com, backslash events, to sign up and join us for a to-go breakfast that will be prepared by our vocational academy clients and our on-staff cook.
2: Pearlbuck.com is where you sign up for that.
1: Pearlbuckcenter.com.
2: Pearlbuckcenter.com. Okay, sorry, I was trying Correct. to write and fast as I could.
1: <laughs> that that's okay. I'm sure I'm talking faster than you can write, so that's usually the case. People can also call us at. And, Jay, I'm standing here remembering that it was almost exactly two years ago I called into your show, and this was right after the kind of crushing shift of policies for the delivery of our services to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in response to the COVID pandemic. And we had some really hard conversations at that time because we At at that point, we had approximately 80 adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities coming into our center every day for services, and overnight, that went to zero. And since then, we certainly have been able to have more people come back in. So one of the great opportunities for our benefit breakfast is that our students in our academy are learning culinary skills, and so they will be working with our chef from our preschool to prepare that to-go breakfast, and people can RSVP uh, to get that breakfast no later than March 25th, so we certainly want to have people come on to our drive-through breakfast at our preschool parking lot, 3690 West 1st Avenue in Eugene.
2: So, that sounds great, Margaret, and, and you know, I've been a long-time supporter of, of Pearl Buck Center um, I had a step brother growing up that was developmentally disabled, um, and so I've, I feel for that community and the difficult, difficulties he faced as he tried to, you know, semi-independent living, and was, you know, ended up back home. But you know, had a had a great job working in the mailroom at, at, at um, NIH. You know, that they they helped you know helped him along with very similar back in Maryland to to, the setups that that Pearl Buck helps people with. Um, But just real quick, how much is breakfast, and what is breakfast?
1: All right. Well, depending on what you want for breakfast, uh, it's going to be a little bit different in terms of the cost. It'll be uh, $20 uh, for a person to come through, get their drive-through breakfast, and have the ability to connect with. Uh, a live show either on Facebook or on Zoom if people are interested in hearing a bit more about our programs. All the details are on our PearlBuckCenter.com website. And breakfast is going to be a combination of uh, all kinds of things that are to go. So we will have a protein, we will have some freshly made muffins that our culinary students will be doing, as well as some nice fresh fruits along with that.
2: That sounds wonderful, and of course, you know, Pearl Buck always needs community support. So, if you wanted to, you know, maybe write that check for more than twenty dollars a person, or absolutely, you know, have a little bit extra there. I am sure that they will be put it to good use, uh, helping these uh, people that really need assistance in our community, and it's such a great service they provide. All right, Margaret, we'll remind people again that Pearl Buck's having a virtual breakfast fundraiser where people can pick up a to-go breakfast at Pearl Buck on March 31st between 8 and 8.30 at the preschool parking lot at 3690 West 1st. And to RSVP in order, they got to do that by the 25th. And you do that by going to pearlbuckcenter.com or you can call 541-484-4666. Did I get that all correct?
1: Ed, absolutely perfectly. Thank you very much, Jay. We support. We appreciate your support through all the years and the opportunity to share about this very special event.
2: Great, and I appreciate you calling in to the Bose Nose Show, and I'll repeat that information a couple times during the show today and maybe a couple times before March 25th. And hopefully you'll have a successful virtual breakfast fundraiser, which is actually. Thank breakfast you very much.
1: Yes, it, it is this year. Thank you very much, Jay. We appreciate you.
2: All right. Thank you very much for coming on, Margaret.
1: You bet. Bye for now.
2: Bye-bye. So you see, it's that easy. If, if you've got a community event, you want a promo, I'll, you know particularly for nonprofits um you know call into the Bose nose show we'll talk about it um and, and particularly you know i i love some of these you know an organization like pearl buck i've, I've been a longtime supporter of um a, a friend of mine i worked with at um eweb became a board member for a while so it yeah it it's just a great organization um and for Folks that don't know that's Pearl spelt just like the you know the thing that comes out of an oyster, P-E-A-R-L, and Buck is, is spelt B-U-C-K, unlike the other buck we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, which is you know, Heather Buck, which is spelt with an H B U C H. But it's pearlbuckcenter.com, And and you can get all the information about the um virtual breakfast fundraiser which is breakfast to go um, at that it's happening on March 31st get to pick up a lot you know, and, and I've had um, you know been to events with Pearl Buck and the food is always great <laughs> they do a great job with their culinary training and the the coaches and, and uh, trainers that they they hire to you know work with these people so you won't be disappointed I'm sure with breakfast if you choose to do that and uh you're supporting a great cause so we're going to move on to some more heavy subjects here and i and and i, I need to get on to what i talk want to talk about because i i put a pretty um heavy promo on the show and the, the heavy promo has a statement and i had one um person go you know I'm not sure we can put that up because it's an accusation, and I had to explain to them it's not an accusation, factually supported truth. Dawn Leslie lied, and there's no escaping that she did it. It was, you know, a question asked by a constituent and recorded by another, so there's witnesses that can corroborate. It was Dawn Leslie on the audio tape and you can compare her voice to her voice during budget committee meetings it is dawn leslie that answers this question from a constituent who happens to also be a school teacher and a resident of no Tie. and uh do you have that queued up for us robin because i want to play the, the the question and the answer that dawn gives this constituent that is the lie
0: yeah, as a county commissioner, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid more than $80,000 a year mm-hmm. to be a county commissioner, and you're on the budget committee, right? And I heard that the budget committee just voted to raise the commissioner's salary above the $93,000 it's going to be a year. I was in all of the meetings related to that. We, ne- we never even agreed
3: to bring it up. We voted to increase the salary of the sheriff. And we voted to increase the salary of the auditor, and to, but the, the, we, we literally, we, we literally, not, not a single person on the budget committee moved to even consider raising the commissioner's salary. Ten of us on the budget committee, and not a single person even moved to consider raising the commissioner's salary. So
2: that. So you heard that. The question was, about did she vote on the budget committee to increase salaries for commissioners? And her response was, it never, ever even got brought up. Now, exactly one month before that audio tape was made at one of her meet and greet campaign promotional events. Now, Dawn Leslie is running for county commissioner. She's running for my seat that I'm retiring from. Exactly one month earlier, was the budget committee meeting where we discussed compensation for elected officials. And Dawn is right. We did vote for raises for several elected officials in that meeting, including the commissioners. And by the way, the auditor wasn't one of them. (laughs) The tax assessor was, but not the auditor. Uh, But I'm going to quickly play a piece of audio from that budget committee meeting. And you tell me whether or not somebody brought up raising commissioners salaries or not. Commissioner Speaker.
1: Yeah. Then for the purpose of this, moving us along in absolute clarity, I'll just make a motion that um, the budget committee using the information provided by the EOCB forward a recommendation to the board of county commissioners to increase, uh, to provide a 2% cola to county commissioners.
2: With that. There you heard it. In budget committee, Commissioner Lori Trigger made the motion to increase commissioner salaries by two percent. And it was seconded by Bruce Weber. That's the the voice you hear seconding it. After some discussion and back and forth, the vote was taken where Don Leslie voted affirmative, yes on that motion. She denies that the motion ever even took place, let alone that she voted yes. It's a provable lie. Now, what makes this newsworthy again this week is I brought this to the attention of the Board of Commissioners because her reappointment to a new three-year term on the Budget Committee what came up before the Board of Commissioners last week, on the 8th. And I asked the board to delay voting for her or withdraw her nomination. And I, I told them I had this audio tape that I would play for them. No one wanted to hear the audio tape. They went ahead and voted for her to have a new term on a 3-2 vote with Heather Buck, who actually was the person that nominated Dawn Leslie for another term and wouldn't withdraw her nomination, Joe Bernie and Lori Trigger voting in favor of reappointing somebody that I had told them it is clear evidence that she had lied about her actions on the budget committee. And I don't know if you recognize Dawn's voice in there. She was chairing the meeting because it as vice chair, she was running the meeting because the chair couldn't make that particular meeting. So she's chairing the meeting where the motion was made and lied about it. She lied specifically about about what the budget committee did and her particular actions relative to that. I think that's pretty pertinent to reappointing somebody to the budget committee. Well, there's a thing in Robert's Rules which is kind of the way the Board of Commissioners runs our meetings, that allows anyone that voted on the winning side of a motion, whether it was the it was the motion was defeated or or passed, in a previous meeting in the very next meeting of that body, to make a motion to reconsider that 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 motion, which would bring it back on the table if that motion to reconsider is approved. And there would be You know, it go back to discussion and another vote on that motion. I twice in the board of commissioners meeting, and I know they got some emails about this too, asked for any of those three commissioners that voted in favor of reappointing Dawn Leslie, who lied about her role on the budget committee while she was chairing the budget committee, to reconsider her appointment. All of them refused. So at this point they had the audio tape because i sent a copy of the audio tape and also links to where the actual vote took place both those sets of audio that you just heard by the way the 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 second set of audio is accompanied by video of the meeting because it was a virtual meeting of a lane county body which gets recorded by lane by metro tv for lane county so it's not mine neither of these recordings are my recordings. They were, you know, the second, the recording of Don lying was just provided to me by a constituent, the one that, that was there and witnessed the lie being told to the questioner. They refused to, to reconsider disappointment, appointment, having all that evidence in front of them and available to them. So it becomes a secondary question. It's bad enough that dawn Leslie is now going to serve another 3-year term on the budget committee knowing she lied about her actions on the budget committee while she was chair denied that she ever you know voted on a motion and that the motion ever came up but now we have the question of heather buck who wouldn't withdraw the nomination and heather buck and joe Bernie would not make a motion to reconsider. So the question is, now we have three commissioners that are okay with somebody that lied being on our budget committee, which means they're okay with a lack of integrity around our public bodies, that are advising the commissioners, that are reviewing. And by the way, the budget committee is where our tax rate is set annually in in Lane County. The commissioners actually don't do that. It's the one function the budget committee is solely responsible for. So just think about having somebody with a lack of honesty about what they've done as a budget committee, setting your tax rates annually. But Heather and Joe and Lori were okay with that and let it go. So we now have three Lane County commissioners two of which are running for re-election, that are okay with lack of integrity in Lane County government. I'm not okay with that. That's why I had a pretty hard-hitting, you know, promo that I put out there. Because it's, you heard the evidence. I just played it for you. Don Leslie lied and she lied about what she did on the budget committee and what the budget committee did as part of trying to get elected to be a commissioner. Joe Bernie and Heather Buck are okay with that and reappointed her to another term on the budget committee. They're running for reelection. By the way, Heather Buck and Joe Bernie also voted for that pay raise. I don't have them on tape denying it, but maybe that's why they're okay with Don lying about it, because they're embarrassed about it, too. They just assume this all gets swept under the rug. They didn't even respond. They s- sat there in stony silence, and I think they're hoping this all will go away, and the public, because it has, you know, local media is not the best sometimes, ever since we lost – local ownership of the register guard, um, you know, and of course, you know, the Eugene weekly is not about to pick this story up because they're supporting Dawn Leslie, Heather Buck and Joe Burney. Um, and a lot, and you know, a lot of media out there leans that direction. Um, so the story is not the you know, only way the story gets out there is people like me that are willing to talk about it. And that's why I put it out there so strongly. And believe me, I wouldn't put it out there if I couldn't prove it because I would be libeling myself. I would be making myself vulnerable to a lawsuit from Don Leslie, but I haven't gotten a cease and desist order from her, and I haven't heard any word from any attorney about it because they know I've got the proof it's not libel if it's true. Don Leslie lied, Joe Bernie and Heather Buck are okay with that. Are you? Are you okay with having dishonest people serving on Lane County's budget committee? Are you okay with commissioners looking the other way and appointing a dishonest person? We have to have integrity in government. One of my highest values is my word. And staying honest. If you catch me, you know, making a misstatement that doesn't compare to something I said earlier, I will fess up and and say, you know, I made a mistake. I misspoke. I will not intentionally lie to the voters. Of course, because I try and stay consistent with my values as I vote. So I don't have to lie. I voted no on that motion to raise commissioner salaries like I voted no on all the others. Because we make enough money and our constituents are in need. Gas prices through the roof food prices, through the roof, electricity, water, you name it. Everything's going up. Housing is outrageous in this county. I'm not going to take their tax money and pay myself more. It's public service for a reason. I took a pay cut to become a commissioner, knowingly because I felt it was public service. It was important to get the Board of Commissioners back on track after the book club, various dishonest dealings of prior board. And now we're kind of getting right back into that where it's okay to lie. It's okay to use executive sessions to make decisions. You know, it's it's okay to hide, you know, payoffs to employees. We tried to fire without thinking about the fact that you can't hire replacements right now. So we had to come back and add an extra almost $200,000 into their contracts. But we're going to hide that from the public and call things, you know, vehicle stipends that are $35,000 in a single year. Um, You know, that's not honest. We need open, transparent government and particularly at the local level that's closest to the people. One of the, I've been asked multiple times, why don't I run for governor? Why don't I run for Congress? Why don't I run for some higher office? It's like, no, local government's the most important level of government we have because you can run into me at Fred Myers in Santa Clara or at Ray's here in Veneta. You know, you can run into me in the community and hold me accountable in fact i kind of have to allow for an extra 15 minutes when i go out to do any shopping because somebody's going to stop me and talk to me but that's good i also do this you know blog talk radio show on KRBN news talk radio because i want people to be able to reach out and be in touch with the part of government that is closest to the people. In fact it's where it should be most of government should happen. It's on its head over the years, ever since the progressives and Woodrow Wilson and some other people started flipping it on its head, where the federal government's become the biggest form of government and local government's becoming smaller and smaller. We should be fighting that. You should know who's providing the maximum amount of government services as a neighbor and a friend and somebody you can run into and talk to. When's the last time you ran into Senator Wyden and in, in Fred Meyer or Governor Brown? But I can guarantee you'll run into city councilors and county commissioners in your local communities because we live here. So that local government should be open, transparent, and honest. Don Leslie lied. Heather Buck and Joe Bernie were okay with that. If I have to repeat that daily in public somewhere until the May election, I'm going to do that because people need to remember this. Can you tell I'm bothered by this a little bit? I mean, I, I it, it's been tough the last several years being in the minority on the board of commissioners. I, you know, I, I, I but, you know, I can deal with most of it. Yeah, you know, I can deal with the fact I'm not going to win some votes. I'm going to be the, the, the sole no vote on climate action stuff, mostly because I'm probably the only one on the board of commissioners. It's got a degree in science, but that's beside the point. Um, but. I know that's going to happen. But knowingly appointing somebody that lied about their actions, a public, because when you're appointed to something like the budget committee as a citizen member, you are considered by the state of Oregon under Oregon law as a public official. You have to adhere to the same ethics laws that an elected public official has to adhere to. You're just considered an appointed public official. So as a public official, Dawn Leslie lied about her actions as a public official. While trying to convince somebody to vote for her to be an elected public official. And then two several elected public officials were okay knowingly appointing her back onto that same budget committee. That bugs me. Maybe I've got a disproportionate sense of, you know, honesty and all that stuff. It, it you know, it may go back to my childhood and my dad cheating on my mom and divorce and all that stuff. You know that 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 sets that stuff in stone in your personality. But dishonesty bothers me to no end. And dishonesty in government and local government is even worse for me. So. I'm just getting reminded we do have somebody calling in. In fact, we got several callers. (laughs) Sorry, I got off on a rant and got and wasn't watching the board. So, who's up first uh, there, Robin? Do you want should I bring on? Uh, We got Melinda that's uh, waiting to talk to you. Oh, yes. I Melinda is important to talk to because Melinda, explain who you are.
0: Can Can you uh, Can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can, Melinda. You're on.
0: Okay, I've never participated this way. Um, so I'm Melinda Montgomery, and I'm a school teacher who lives in No Tie. Um, I am that school teacher. I friend were went to Mapleton to meet Don Leslie because, as a constituent in our county and in the West Lane area, I wanted to meet uh all of the county uh or all the um oh what do you call you guys um all the people running for the office and um and i had some questions for her i try to be informed um actually i had two pages of questions for her of which one of them was about the actions uh she took as a member of the budget committee and um uh, She was very clear that she did not bring that up. She did not vote for it, that it wasn't even brought up at all. And I was like, oh, okay. And we moved on to the next question. And um, I'm a friend of Jay and his wife, Elizabeth. And later in the day, I got back to the, or I I messaged Jay and said, so this was what I was told in this meet and greet. And uh, he then proceeded to go and listen to the meeting again, I assume, because he got back to me with a time stamp, um, the exact place in the meeting that I could fast forward to, to hear her participation in that meeting. And um, her actions in the budget committee were in direct um, contradiction to what she said to me in that meeting. So, I, being a teacher and a parent, um, telling the truth has always been an important value that um, I teach my students. I have sixth graders right now, and that I've taught my daughter. And what I've always said to both of them, and I asked my daughter the other night, don't I say this? She's 25, mind you, so she's heard it more than once. If you don't come to me and tell me the truth the first time, and I find out later that it's a lie, the consequence for the lie will be far greater than the actual consequence would have been for the initial act. Um, I was raised where we told the truth. My dad has told me more than one occasion that your word is the only thing you truly own. So you need to be careful how you give it away and how you use it. That being said, I am incredibly offended by the actions of our Board of Commissioners, so much so that I went and testified or made a statement to them on Tuesday. Unfortunately, with how the system works and how I had utilized it, I could not see their responses, but in my prepared statement, I used some form of lie or liar or to tell a lie 12 times and I had three minutes to read it in. And I, I spent a half an hour looking up in the dictionary in the thesaurus to come up with different ways of saying it. Uh, but whoever you decide to vote for, it's not about that at all. It's about truth, integrity, honorability, and transparency And to have someone willingly place someone in a place of importance such as being on our budget committee knowing that they lack those is abhorrent to me. Um, I work too hard for my money to have it spent willy-nilly by a budget committee and by a budget committee that can't even do the work to make sure they're appointing people of character and of integrity that to me is it's it's the worst. I mean, are we trying to turn our county commission and our budget committee into Tammany Hall into you know the the great political machinery of Chicago that was just rife with with corruption and graft and all of that? No, we're Lane County. We're hard-working people. We deserve to be represented by the same and people who honor their word and who work hard to represent us and represent us well in our needs.
2: Well, I tell you, Melinda, you sound just like my mom with the, you know, punishment for lying is worse than whatever you did in the first place. I can't tell you how many times I heard that growing up.
0: Well, apparently it's an age-old parenting technique because I'm a couple years younger than your mom and you,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's been around a while, and, and I and I could just I, I could also hear your dad telling you about you know your words, your you know the one thing you really own and don't give it away. Um. It it, it just it's surprising to me that either Dom was so flustered by that question and so embarrassed about the vote she took, she chose to fabricate, or that within a month of actually chairing that committee she completely forgot and 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 maybe thought she was telling the truth at the time. <laughs> Who knows? But it, uh, it's just, it, to me, I, you know, I, I have a tendency to believe that Dawn, you know, having a degree in engineering and being an environmental engineer is not that stupid and doesn't have that bad of a memory. She just knew that it, it wouldn't sound good to a potential voter to, to admit that she voted for a pay raise, which, you know, if you did vote for it, you must have had some reason for doing so just admit you did it. And, and maybe say, you know, looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have, or, you know, whatever you wanted to say, it probably would end up over and done with. We well, wouldn't be talking about it today. The part,
0: the, well, I'll, the same things bother me. Um, I, even after five plus decades on this earth, I still am incredulous at the fact that there are people that will look you in the eye and lie to you. I was like looking, I'm thinking about, well, maybe it's a stress response. You know, people get put on the spot and instead of stuttering or something, they just blurt out anything, the truth, the lie, something unrelated. Um, but if that was the case, why wouldn't she come to me to the meeting and tell me, you know, I got to tell you, you put me on the spot and I misspoke or, you know, just show that you're human. Um, but now, because she couldn't own up to the fact she misspoke or lied, um, now it's going to become a, well, I'm hoping it'll become a big thing. Let me tell you, I got 800 plus friends on my Facebook page. And two-thirds of them live in Oregon. And I'm spending a lot of time letting my friends know in her area that she has a problem with the truth. She has a problem with being put on the spot. Um, whatever you want to say. I have a hard time. I mean, lying is like the same thing as saying you hate somebody in my mind. But she lied. She flat-out lied yeah. to me. I don't know. Maybe she didn't think I was smart enough to figure out how to check the budget committee meeting. um, Recordings, I mean, I don't know what the impetus to her lie was, but because everyone's ignoring it, now it's become a huge elephant in the room. And the fact that Heather Buck Joe Bernie won't own up to doing what is right and what is ethical is even more concerning. So now we have three people involved on the budget committee, well, and Lori Triger, who's also um, four people on that budget committee that their word is suspect. Their actions are suspect. What else do they lie about? What other lies do they condone? That's even a bigger issue. I mean, maybe this is a good thing because then it will weed out the fact that, oh, our budget committee is full of liars, and maybe we need to completely turn it over and come up with something new. I don't yeah, want a liar yeah. representing me. In the county commission, in any one of the five spaces, let alone on the budget committee.
2: Yeah, it, it would have been easy any time in the last week between when I first brought these, you know, this this issue to the board's attention, and and made available to the board that same day the audio of, of Don Leslie and Marked linked to the to the uh, budget committee meeting they could have reached out to Don or Don could have reached out to any of us to explain what happened. Nothing. And then, you know, a week later, I asked for a motion to reconsider, and we got nothing from those people. Blank stares waiting for the moment to be over, hoping that it would never come back up again. That just seems dishonest even in itself, too, to not even respond. You're just hoping it's going to go away. Oh, we appointed a liar to the budget committee, and and Jay's making a big deal out of it. But you know, if we don't reply to Jay, it it won't get legs, and and the media won't notice, and we'll hope it goes by. You know, on by. That's a command that that, that mushers give the, their dog teams when they pass another dog team, so that you know the dogs don't end up interacting and fighting, which sled dog. Tend to do with other teams, <laughs> so they have a command they use their passing called on by on by. And I think that's you know Heather and Joe were like on by on by. We're not gonna we're not gonna respond to this. We're just gonna sit here in stony silence and repeat to ourselves on by on by. Um, is that what you want out of your local elected officials? You know I I know I'm I'm not there, um, but Melinda I. For, I want to thank you, one, for being the person that asked that question, and two, for stepping up and giving your public testimony. I know that's not an easy thing to do, um, you know, in, in public comment. And, and anybody, you know, our board meetings are recorded just like budget committee meetings. You can go back and watch the webcast of yesterday's board meeting. It's posted today. And you can watch that first half hour or so through public comment, and you can listen to Linda giving her comments, and you can watch the faces of Heather Buck and Joe Burney while she's speaking. See if they don't look a little uncomfortable, and Lori Trigger in particular, because Melinda actually knows Lori from way back and shared a kind of interesting story about Lori and, and a trip that she took at the expense of Head Start. Um, but that that's neither here nor there we don't need to get into that today, but if you want a chance to just take a look and listen to Melinda's testimony, just go back and watch the first thirty minutes of yesterday's board of commissioners meeting. If you want to watch you know late in the afternoon where I asked them to make a motion to reconsider and they sat there in stony silence, you can watch that too um, but it, it just I don't know. This gets to me, Melinda. For all the reasons that you talk about, I was always taught the lie is worse than the action.
0: Well, i th- i I would like to encourage anybody and everybody to listen to that. And is the is the interview from KP and W available for people to hear where they actually have your interview and then the tape, um, the, the piece of tape because. If people want to listen to that and then submit their own comments or even write a letter to the editor, or you can email each of those um, commissioners and ask them why they're okay with um, a budget committee member lying who's running for county commission. Why is it they are okay with lying? Um, I'm going to turn around and send each of them um, a letter and email may not happen till next week, which is spring break. But darn it, they owe me, they owe me an explanation why they're okay with it. I mean, I'm the one that heard it. I'm the one that brought it. I mean, testified to it. And it's like, now I'm like a dog after a bone. Dang it. You guys need to answer to me. You're my elected representative. Well, Jay, you are, but um, they, re- I mean, yeah. you guys represent all of this in the county, not just your segment.
2: Yep. We're elected from a district, but we represent the entire county with every vote we take. Well, I mean, I wanna...
0: I'm sorry. Anybody that's um, taken a civics class, which is every single person that graduated from a high school, whether they paid attention or not, it talks about how our government is made... And how our government runs and that I mean, we the people, for the people, by the people, our government is only strong as we are involved and we need to get involved. And if you don't want a liar representing you or liars speaking for you, you need to speak up in some form or another, whether it's an email or you testify before them or something. I mean it cannot be one or two voices to do it.
2: Yeah. And I want to thank you for bringing up that KPNW interview because Robin was good enough to record the interview, and it's available. The audio of that interview is available to listen to on our KRBN News Talk Radio Facebook page. So just have to go there, and you can click on it and listen to that interview with Bill London. And, um, you know, they play the, we play the tape. I explain what happened. Um, and uh, we talk about it some, it, it's still mind-numbing to me that somebody as smart as Don Leslie thought that they could blatantly lie about an action they took, like, particularly something that was uh, recorded on videotape You know, by Metro TV for Lane County and is now up on Lane County's website. Anyone wants to go there, go to timestamp at just shy of you know an hour and four minutes, about an, uh, one hour, three minutes, 50 seconds. And that's when Lori Trigger starts with the motion. And you can listen to us discuss it, and later on there's a vote. And by the way, Dawn Leslie couldn't figure out how to raise her hand virtually, so she says, I'm, I'm raising my hand, you know, and you can actually down in the lower right-hand portion of the screen, um, you can see her hold her hand up and vote in favor, of the 2% increase for commissioners' salaries. You know, I, it just, I, I, it blows my mind. And then it blows my mind that Heather Buck and Joe Bernie are okay with reappointing her. And the only reason I can think of why Heather, Joe, and Lori are okay with that is they know that if they didn't reappoint her, the news would be about Don Leslie wasn't reappointed over this lying stuff, and it would harm her chances in her election bid for county commissioner, which means they're putting the politics of having Dawn as a potential fellow county commissioner above the issue of integrity. Political expediency is more important to Heather Buck and Joe Burney than integrity. Remember that when you're voting. If you're somebody that's not in West Lane and you're listening from the Springfield or East Lane commissioners' areas, remember that. And you know, if you're here in West Lane, remember that Don Leslie was willing to vote to to lie to a constituent to gain a vote. Well, Melinda, thank you for calling in. I got I got more to talk about here on the Bo's Nose Show. And uh, just really appreciate that. But, again, you are right. People need to keep contacting them. We need to make sure this doesn't disappear, isn't swept under the rug just because they stayed silent. They need to respond. Email Heather Buck and Joe Burney. Ask them why they're okay with lack of integrity in the budget committee. And contact Dawn Leslie. Ask her for a response. You can get to her through her campaign website. So, thank you for calling in, Melinda. Thank you for what you did, and thank you for not letting this go.
0: Thank you, and you guys have a good evening. Thank you for what you have done, and bringing it before the board, and being the lone voice in all of this. Well, I think not just the lone voice, but the minority voice. So, yeah, okay, talk I to did. You later. I did
2: get support from Pat Farr in, in the vote. <laughs> Well, that was Melinda from um, No Tide, uh, also as a school teacher and a mom. And, you know, she's always been taught lines worse than whatever you did. So, Robin, I just want to check, is Jeff wanting to jump in or is he just listening today? I think right now he's just listening, although I'm kind of curious how what the weather's like in Florence. All right. So it- Come on and uh, put him on the spot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you What's
3: can put him on the spot. First,
2: first. Uh, I think we I think we woke him up.
3: Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're As really Cool. Good for you. Uh, other than that, um yeah, I went down to the beach today. Lots of driftwood on the beach, took the uh
2: the one year old Labrador out for a, a crazy run on the sand and and it's it's as cold as can be it's definitely sweatshirt and turtlenecks today, <laughs> maybe one of those few winter days where it's warmer in the valley than on the coast, Yeah, but uh I'm overlooking overlooking uh, the Silcoose Lake right now with the dog and it's beautiful here it's uh I have to say this is probably the coldest winter. I've experienced here, and I've only lived here for ten years. And um, and I guess I was talking to somebody from Bend. They have like four feet of snow that just sticks around for the longest time. So maybe things are getting colder. Yeah, yeah, Cl- climate change. <laughs> Speaking of, we'll get to that. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for listening from Florence and for the weather report. Uh, anything else on your mind today, Jeff? Or
3: uh there is uh you know sherry wants to say a few
2: words so go
3: oh um we were uh noticing there's a traffic report that uh comes in florence that talks about accidents on uh, 126 and uh there's been a lot of road improvement seems like the road's getting better but the drivers are getting worse and one of the and seems like there are fatalities on 126 frequently And uh, one of the Facebook posts said, "Is there any way that the government, whoever that is, can put in a automatic ticket capability that would would uh, electronically give a ticket to anyone who's speeding? Is that a possibility?"
2: Not immediately under Oregon law. That it requires action at the state house uh, to some degree, and frankly those automatic uh, speed radar photo things, um, they were, they actually still require a law enforcement officer. Now a law enforcement officer oh, has cool. to be used to the, reviews the videotapes and issues the citations and then has to be available for traffic court. So, uh-huh. you know, we don't really have that availability here in Lane County. So it, it's, it's not a quick, easy fix, as, as some people think it is. It, it does involve a, a more than just putting a camera at, in a photo radar booth out there. Um, there's a lot behind it. And then there's another... There's a whole, a whole other issue around, you know, being able to face your accuser and, and you know, discretion okay. and, and everything else, yeah. you know. I, I would prefer... My, my preference would be if we would get back to cutting some timber on the ONC lands and I could hire more deputies.
3: Perfect. Perfect. That's the right solution. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I one thing I wanted to mention, it's a kind of a plug on April 9th in Florence for any Florence people listening, um, all three commissioner candidates, um, We've, uh, we'll be speaking to the folks in Florence, anyone who wants to come. It'll be at Sam's State Hangar. Just go to the Florence Airport at 3 o'clock. And uh, we've got um, uh, the three candidates. We didn't invite Don Leslie. Or we, we only invited people that we share goals with, uh, and share values with. And so uh, basically it's uh, Terry Duman. Uh, Ryan Seneca and uh, Misty Fox, so they'll all be speaking for everybody who wants to hear a very, very important role Western Lane County Commissioner candidates on April ninth.
2: Great. Well, there you go. Somebody got their plug in. I, I, I mentioned early in the show about people calling in the plug events and. Uh, Sherry managed to, to sneak a plug in there for for her event there out at the Florence airport April 9th at three o'clock at Sam Spade's hangar. Um, you know most people down there know know that um, but you know if you just show up at the airport they can point yeah, point out where you need to go um, and uh, you can hear three three of the commissioner candidates for Westland County Commissioner. Um, well, thank you, Jeff and Sherry for your time from Florence. Um, going to put you back to the listening mode and I, I, I just got to talk about one other thing before I lose the the hour of the show here because you know with five minutes left just sort of brought it up this whole thing about climate and all that and you know you know I keep telling people weather isn't climate and uh, and uh, they need to pay a little bit more attention to real history not grass that start in 1975 at the end of that cooling period that went through the 60s and 70s that looked so bad. They need to go back to like 1900 for historic grass and all that because there were times when it was just as hot in Oregon and just as dry. And in fact, there were more fires, forest fires in the late 30s, in parts of the 30s and early 40s uh, than there were today far as acreage is burned uh so just yeah everyone wants to start timing from when they remember and no one wants to go back and really remember remember things like in the 60s all the big storms on the east coast and and the gulf of mexico that nobody remembers and now set, acts like any storm there is some big climate change event the ash wednesday store storm of 1963 that devastated the east coast from maine down through the carolinas <laughs> incredibly damaging storm hurricane camille you know look it up sometime anyone that wants a little history but i want to get to this whole thing of gas prices natural gas and all that i, I just have to quickly mention it just because we're getting you know the board heard about our, our climate action committee's work plan for the upcoming year, which just makes my my teeth hurt listening to you sometimes. Um, and we're going to be considering our phase two climate action plan here in April. But you know this whole thing right now, where people are telling. Working poor, you know, the people that are getting hurt by gasoline prices right now are the working poor and elderly on fixed incomes and you know generally low income people are the most hurt. I mean, I'm avoiding driving because gasoline's freaking expensive. And they're out there going, Oh, you should buy an electric car. Sixty thousand is about the cheapest electric car you can buy. And they go on up from there. You think that somebody working, you know, an average job in this community, paying the, the outrageous rents and housing costs, can buy a Tesla or any of the electrical vehicles out there? And then the thing is, is that doesn't necessarily save energy. When you hook that charger up to your car, depending on where you are in the grid, you can be charging that car with fossil fuels at a huge inefficiency. And there's batteries and everything else. And I still and, and we're running out of time, and I didn't get to talk about Eugene and moving ahead and congestion and traffic circles, but I'm going to jump to Robin because she's dying to, to, to jump in here. What's up, Robin? I just wanted to add to your comments about electric vehicles is that you don't want to buy a used one because chances are you're probably going to immediately be replacing the battery. Yeah, and and anyone, you know, if you put uh, Tesla uh, Fire into YouTube, uh, you can probably find the YouTube video of the guy setting his Tesla on fire when he found out how much it was going to cost to replace his batteries. He chose to burn his car, his, his sixty-some thousand-dollar car, to the ground rather than pay the twenty-some thousand it would take to replace the batteries. Well, with that, we're going to sign off. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Bose Bo's Knows Show. It's spring break, anything goes. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening. Bye.